0: Greetings to one and all, it's your old buddy Jay here coming at you with some more countermeasures goodness. Uh, Today's creative lockdown interview is with Ian Glover from the agency Brand New Day. His 20 years in the design industry spans multiple disciplines and multiple countries. Uh, We go through the usual 10 questions and talk about his experience as an Englishman living in Bangkok. So, take my hand and come with me as we dive once more into my deep, deep design pocket and take a journey overseas. Don't worry, just, you know, there's no rules, but, you know, that the, the uh, no, as you can no, see, no. the production level is incredibly <laughs> low, <laughs> so, you know, and it's not like Frost-Nixon interview, so, you know, don't worry too much about it, um, okay. but, yeah, so what I'll do is I'll just do like a little uh, intro thing, and then... I'll probably just um yeah, so I'll start off by saying uh, <laughs> this is always the weird bit. <laughs> uh, uh, this is always the weird bit, the bit <laughs> I feel a bit weird. Screen yeah.
1: screen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um yeah, so um hi Ian. I'll start off hi, by saying Jack. that. How are you?
1: I'm good, mate. It's a long time no see. I
0: know, yeah. mate. We've uh, we've um, had a few emails, but I haven't really spoken to you for a long time—not a proper proper yeah, chat. Yeah, no, not
1: done like this for
0: a long time. Yeah. So yeah, and and you're <laughs> after, you're the first international interview <laughs> on this podcast. So you're all the way over in Thailand, and uh, you know, obviously, I'm in London. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. first. <laughs> You might be the fourth podcast, but you're the first international interview. Oh, so that's that's quite that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how's, how's things with you? How's it all going? Uh,
1: yeah, we're okay. We're good. Like we were just saying before, it's um, Thailand's not been too badly affected. Like, uh, um, and we've not had like a full lockdown. We've had a, a curfew here, which that's been lifted. Um, yeah, the borders are closed now, but you know, obviously, it's a big effect on the business here because it's a lot of tourism. It's got you know a lot of sure. people employed in that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but we're okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know, it has affected work, but um, yeah, we're doing okay.
0: Yeah, and are you are you managing to work from from uh, your home at all, or are you, are you yeah, still going in the office, um, or how's it working at the moment?
1: I haven't got a home office, so it has been sort of like you know finding a corner in the you know bedroom and setting up something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I've had that there before, but like this, yeah, it's sort of like getting adjusting to it. But it's not something I've, it's something I've had to do in the past in Thailand mm-hmm. as well. Like, you know, as you can talk about later, it's um, working from home. Is, it's not the first time. Yeah, so. sure,
0: sure. You're used to being huddled up the corner with a laptop. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've, I, I know exactly how that works. It's so obviously... Um, yeah, because you're you, you've been over uh, you've been working in Thailand for like
1: twelve yeah. years. I was thinking like, yeah, it's, no, it's over it's a decade, been isn't it? Going on fourteen. Days, it's unbelievable. <laughs> that's gone so quickly as well.
0: Like you know, that's because um, uh, just yeah. for any, anyone, anyone for the one person who is <laughs> listening. <laughs> 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 like ian and i uh used to live together well, actually we went to college together and we, we lived together in london for a while and then um yeah. you, you went and worked abroad didn't you for and then yeah and you've been there ever since more or less
1: pretty so, much uh, yeah a few, bit, a few visits back here and there and yeah sure over here
0: for yeah ride. sure yeah yeah that's right because i was um i was working in cambodia uh kept living with my Well, now wife uh and she was running a job there for the bbc and i was freelancing so yeah we did see you a little bit around that time as well didn't we so yeah a couple
1: of times didn't
0: we yeah that's right that's right right. i mean you know it's always tricky because you get yeah you get into the sort of routine of what you're doing and it's easy to yeah it's, (laughs) it's easy to kind of um just get stuck in your routine and not you know not kind of catch up quite so much because you know while we have emailed and stuff i haven't spoke to you half as much as i should have done really you know just yeah, to see, see what's yeah, going on but... um, yeah we just get you know
1: like family life and things. yeah well, things well that's it yeah then, no, yeah, so, yeah. you
0: know so <laughs> i've got like you know obviously the business two kids there is nothing else. <laughs> <You know? laughs> There's no social. I think. Oh, maybe I should go out tonight, or maybe I'll just go to bed.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that's it. you know, it's from it yeah. When I was yeah, because yeah, when I knew you in London, <laughs> yes. yeah,
0: we used to go out a lot. We used to go out a lot. <laughs> yeah. We were we round Clapham. We lived in Clapham for quite a while, didn't we? And uh, yeah, we yes. did used to go out a lot around there.
1: Yeah, it was cool.
0: I remember that. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Frog so, and forget me up pub. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which I'd ironically forgotten. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are the days. Um, but right, so uh, basically, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, right, like mate. I said, this is the fourth one. Um, you know, I'm not that busy. <laughs> so I started doing. Uh, actually, I've been I've been fairly work's been fine, but I like being really busy all the time and uh, yeah, yeah. As, as it is yeah i'm just doing like an average day and it's you know i'm just getting a chance to do some sort of more side projects that i've been wanting to do for a while now um, this being one of them and obviously no, Giz-
1: watching them like you know like, uh, I like well i've had a captive audience
0: life. around the world with people just yeah. stuck in their <laughs> bedrooms so it's been quite good um yeah
1: for the mate to do it anyway to like uh, sort of do like a youtube channel
0: like that yeah well i thought i'd give it a go and you know it's one of those things where as soon as i get really busy with work i'll probably just bin it all off <laughs> <You know? laughs> but at the moment i'm i'm enjoying it so it's been good fun got, and like seven,
1: uh, views or so I at it,
0: yeah. yeah 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 that's yeah that's been, that's been it's been it's been good you know it's been good and uh, also um what's been quite good is that I've been able to, because, you know, I, I know the situation everyone's in with work and a lot of people are furloughed and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, a lot of clients that I work with, um, jobs that were going on have all been kind of put on hold and things like that. And I didn't want to be constantly pestering them saying, hey, how about that work? Remember, you know, I'm still here. I'm still, you know, so rather than, than doing that all the time, I thought a good way to, to stay in contact with them, but also to be doing something is to do something like this because then you know people you it keeps you in people's minds I guess you know and like I said plus it's been good I've, I've been able to catch up with with a few people that I haven't um spoken to properly for ages and obviously like yourself um it's it's good um, to
1: you you work normally from home like in...
0: yeah so um yeah so the studios at home so I'll well, say studio it's uh yeah it's <laughs> you say studio you think uh you don't think box room but you should, <laughs> but it's fine. You know, it's good. It's good enough for me. And, and, you know, I've always, um, like with the business and that, I've always had, uh, I've just run it all myself. I've never employed anyone full time. Um, but I do use freelancers, uh, constantly. So I've got like a web designer I use all the time as a photographer I use for everything. And, you know, so I've got like a little team of people that I call on when I need them, but not every job I do needs them. So it doesn't justify, having a, a studio somewhere, but may, maybe that'll change. But at the moment that's, that suits me. Cause I get to spend more time with the kids and, and, you know, it's like, you know, you, do you work fairly close to where your home is?
1: Uh, I well, when like, I normally have to get a train like across Bangkok. So, um, right. Okay. Oh, I thought you so, were quite local. To I mean, it's not, it's quite a compact. The city, city at the center of the city. But, um, yeah. You can get into work in about 20 minutes, like from sure. here. Like, so, but obviously like it wasn't like a lot of companies haven't like sort of it's not a force everybody's got to work at home but like we, we decided it was just like for for the like the best
0: yeah know? i think so
1: commuting as well it was like, so. yeah
0: i think you've just got at this point i think you know everyone's trying to open things up to get back to some sort of normality so like you just have to be sensible about it you know you know yeah, i don't it's, think it's like silly. getting on a packed tra- yeah exactly <laughs> getting on packed trains and stuff is not I don't think it's a good idea just yet, but, you know, you've just got to do what you've got to do also to to get on with your life. So, you know, something's got to, you know, something's got to sort of balance out somewhere. So, so yeah, so I've, I've just been sort of catching up with people and I thought it might be quite interesting to go through like a series of questions that just sort of outline your kind of creative journey, really i'm just yeah. really nosy uh and yeah. uh yeah and uh, it's funny because i've asked the same 10 questions to the same people and everyone's got a different obviously different yeah. stories and different uh, approaches to things so i'm just interested in in seeing what you think about it already so okay. i'm going to start off with the first question are you ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> the first question is uh when do you first remember yourself leaning towards being creative so that can be like like
1: I think other people say like, you know, as a kid, you can remember like, you know, drawing and building things like, you know, into Lego sets and all that was quite, you know, always like creating things when I was a little kid. And um, I think as well, like my mom was quite creative as well. Like I mean, she was like an amateur artist. She liked to paint and she was into amateur photography as well. And. Yeah. But she did do things like, um, she did like things like cake decorating and she'd take commissions on and do that, like, mm. you know, people's wedding cakes and things like that. So oh, that yeah? sort of thing is okay. always going on in the, you yeah. have something going on like that. And mom's so like, you're, you're exposed hey, to that. Quite, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good though. You're
0: exposed to it at an early age. You know, I think that's that's an important thing when you're a kid. And also, sort of a common driver, I think, between people I've spoken to about this is that. You know, uh you know, because all, all kids draw, you know, to whatever degree. But like, yeah. if you've got art, slightly arty parents that are into, a you know, a certain thing, then you tend to gravitate towards that. You know, like
1: yeah, my, my sister did as well, but, but um, she's an illustrator, uh, she, is she? Yeah, she yeah. is. Came like, She she followed it as well. so That's right. So yeah, yeah. Sort
0: of, yeah, both of us sort of followed that really.
1: Yeah, so. that's good. That's good. Um i mean yeah so like we had sort of that sort of thing in the house like you know i can even remember my mum. she was like she did like calligraphy as well and i think she used to do like you know posters and things like the yeah. local fate or something so it was like i suppose that was my first memories yeah. of graphic design as a, <laughs> <sort> of,
0: <laughs> your mum's drawings yeah okay <laughs>
1: yeah, and, but uh, i suppose as i got a bit older like um I was okay at school, but I wasn't like, you know, really academic and not, I only sort of really enjoyed like the art and design and CDT, yeah. you remember that, where you would yeah, yeah. things? <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, yeah. Camshafts uh, and uh, <laughs> wooden spoons that didn't actually hold anything because yeah. they were so <laughs> badly made, yeah. But yeah, I remember attempting. I was never that good at that part of it. I always I like the 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 kind of the drawing part of it was always fine. But when it came to like any kind of welding, you know, <laughs> it wasn't really my bag. But you know yeah.
1: But so but I, I can remember like you saying it was like the sort of first sort of inclined into wanting to go into something involved in like design or drawing, and it was like I can remember I was really into like video games, you know, like the mm-hmm. '90s, like you know, the early sort of Super Nintendo, Mega Drive. Yeah, uh, they were brilliant. Really all that. We used to have like you know all the magazines as well. Pour yeah. over a like, Was it n si- N64?
0: Was one of the magazines, wasn't it? Was it N64? The yeah, think, Yeah,
1: you had what was it? You know, games Master as well, like all that. Oh, that speed, TV show was games, brilliant.
0: Remember we used to. Yeah. My whole family used to get around and watch that. It had, um, <laughs> did it have Isaac, what's the guy? It's Not Isaac. More, wasn't it, that's man? right, that's right. He was the games master. And he was like badly cut. His face was badly cut into like a CGI. <laughs> he was in like a sort of different world, wasn't he? But his face was, was cocked. It, yeah. yeah. Dominic Diamond. Dominic Diamond was the guy. That's yeah, it, I forgot
1: his name. But yeah, yeah. So he was a games journalist, wasn't he? Yeah, that's So nice, yeah, right. I, I was really into all that. And I used to like... I suppose even like the japanese culture of it as well you know because you have like sort of anime sort of characters in the games and that yeah. used like, to like drawing all that sort of stuff
0: yeah sure and so
1: sure. i can remember like you know thinking i, I want to you know try and see how could i get a job doing something like this like in games design and
0: mm.
1: it was obviously quite a it, back then it wasn't anywhere near like it was like an emerging sort of no sort of, uh, industry back
0: then so it was still like if 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 you thought about getting into game design back then you would think that you'd end up in like some indie studio just making like 8-bit polygon you know you wouldn't (laughs) think and also it was a little bit before things like grand theft auto came out where it was like a three you know grand theft auto 3 where it was like a 3d world where you could suddenly have all this world building storytelling up until then it was like platformers. No, and,
1: before know. the days of the PlayStation, you know this is yeah. like really, yeah, yeah like, like you say, um, pretty much those studios are very small, like you know. Um, yeah but I did I can remember at school like you remember you had your school work experience. I um I I wrote we had a local company like uh who produced games and I went there with my work experience and you know, obviously I was expecting to be drawing characters and do game design. <laughs> and they, they put me in like a little broom cupboard and gave okay. me like a, one game on a Mega Drive and one game on a Game Boy and said, test this, test this level over and over again. And oh, I'm God, okay. I spent all week doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an like, uh, <laughs> job, yeah.
0: it's an important job, finding the bugs. It's an important job.
1: Well, Yeah, it's got quality, quality control, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. On. actually a
0: kid a kid i grew up with went in and did that full time he used to come around our house and um me and my brothers had an amiga so we would like all get together and play like kickoff two and all that sort of stuff and uh he started off playing he literally started off playing on on our amiga and then he went on to do uh major games testing and he did it for years and years and years but he did say that after a while it started to Destroy yeah. him from the inside out because, like you know, he couldn't play games and appreciate them in that way anymore. Because he'd play in a kind of OCD way, where he had to check every corner and check every, you know. So every I, corner
1: of the level. Yeah, and I
0: think now, like these massive open world games, like it, you know, they must have so many people doing the bug testing. It must just be insane. Yeah, like you know, are
1: films now, aren't they? Like,
0: yeah, well, exactly, and also the whole different. Uh, there's a whole different like uh, side to it now that wasn't really quite as um, as uh, uh, prevalent when we were younger, which is you know there are writers and film directors, art directors, illustrators, you know they're all in the same room working together for this thing, uh, which I just think is amazing. Yeah, and there are courses now tailored for you to go into that career, and there's a, you know which when we started you know even up to university there probably were one or two, but they were so specialised that you wouldn't do them because you were just like, well, it's not the chance of me getting a decent job after that seemed to be pretty slim, you know, cause you're going to, you'll be in loads of debt. I think I mean,
1: that's pretty much what like, cause I remember like looking at the courses, like the local, um, cause I'd left school at 16. Like I said, I didn't really pursue A levels. I didn't really know what, you know, so I had this sort of interest in, mm art and wanting this idea of doing something like you know graphic based design and but the the local art, like warsaw art college there i think the, what she pretty much said what you just said to me like the leader on the graphic design course you could see what oh, where i were you know what i'd you know what what sparked my interest and mm. she was like you know we'll come and give it a go and talk me through what i'd be learning on the course and yeah, so that's sort of what I did when I, I went, sort of left school at 16 and then yeah. went to do, it was like a, well, like... Was it an HND training, or was that? Uh, national Diploma.
0: So yeah.
1: It was like, basically, sort of like equivalent to doing an A-level, but you just specialise in like a, the one subject. So it was like, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was really good. I loved it, but, you know, um, it was like in a little... Oh, it was like an old school building so it was quite small art college and everybody sort of knew everybody on the slight little campus and that you know yeah. and you were just doing it graphics every day there and they had like photography part you know like yeah. print rooms and that yeah. and that so i started that i mean I, I mean we didn't touch computers until i mean they had like computer room like full of like, like i think they're like map quadras and yeah. Okay. Like the beige ones, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't. They sort of. It was all about. When you started, like appreciating, like the typography and like mm-hmm. the, the key things behind design. So you know, it was all quite hands on cutting out bits of type even from like yeah. magazines and making
0: montages yeah type. ours was the same and even actually even when you and i ended up at uh, um, university together um i don't really remember going into the computer room really until the you know end of the second year more of the third year you know because i remember it being a lot of paste up and concept stuff and, yeah. and you know you could go in it, and the mac room was it was just like a tool that you went to if you needed to go there but you know and there's such a steep learning curve on all the the um, uh, programs and things there that actually, you know, you were opening yourself up to uh, you know, a whole new world, but not necessarily one that they were teaching on our course, you know, so you had to put a lot of extra time in. So, you know, I think most of us got away with it (laughs) (laughs) at at college because you could, you could spend more time, you know, making stuff with your hands or drawing stuff or whatever. I like that part of it, you
1: know, like, you know, the craft Oh mm. of it like no. yeah i mean when like i think it was because like when i was at the college you know it was like on a crossover so one of the lecturers like he's a real old school printer you know like mm. and he was like used to like marking up bits of type and using like what they called like the pmt camera which is like like an old style it was like an old style photocopier basically right. but they used it to create like the, the artwork that was then sent to print so we we had to learn all that as well as learning yeah. like the computers as well. So it's yeah. still like you're on the crossover. And But even then that sort of thing was pretty much going obsolete, you know, like yeah. you know, I was you know, over the course of the two years I was there and you know, more, we had more fun with it than anything else. Let's like, yeah. stick something on the PMT camera and like get yeah. some cool images.
0: So like you're, you're talking about <laughs> the PMT camera being obsolete and not the old guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was was cool you know but it was like um, yeah he's proper old school yeah yeah.
0: but you need that though and even on our um uh on our uni course there were people there that you know like old phil thompson you know he wasn't gonna sit and give you a lesson on the mac anytime soon but he could spend days and days talking about concepts and ideas and all that stuff which is you know which i think you need those old school sort of minds to sort of get you in the right place so that you understand that you know those Macs and and all the technologies just to support you. you. An idea is still a good idea, you know. So regardless of how you um, finish it, so you know it's um yeah those yeah. those teachers are, are definitely valid. I, I don't know what they're like now. I mean <laughs> you know I think everyone's probably starting with a laptop on day one, aren't they? I th- it's, it wouldn't yeah, surprise me. I you do, know.
1: I, I, I yeah I do wonder how like it'd be interesting like how they what the process is yeah because it would be completely different I wouldn't yeah exactly, exactly. Sort of introduce it, to it so. yeah
0: yeah I'd be, I'd be interested to go on a course actually to find out how heavy-handed it is with that now because you know i don't know yeah. if there's many old 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 school lecturers left are there? <laughs> <laughs> You know, but um, yeah, so so that took so then we obviously started uni together. So you finished your course and then we, we started uni. So we yeah, were both like at Birmingham, the, weren't we? The UCE,
1: yeah. So I, I left the you know, uh, national diploma after two years and then yeah, applied for a few different courses but went to yeah, Birmingham with you and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and um, so they were good was, days, they were good days yeah, at like uni. It, it was a bit more because that course like you said it was more like ad it was a lot of advertising in there as well wasn't it it wasn't mm-hmm. just about like sort of you know graphics it was like yeah. you know creating ad concepts and like campaign ideas as well wasn't it
0: so, yeah a lot of that in, a lot of that in the second year i think the first year was like a kind of carousel of you do photography you do print you do the illustration, you know, and it takes you, it's like a repeat of your foundation year, basically, which is like, here's yeah, a selection I remember of some things.
1: People complaining about that. They said, oh, I've already done my foundation.
0: Why am I having to? Yeah, well, well I'd already done my foundation you? and I actually loved my foundation course. And then when I got to um, uni, it was like a, a sort of semi repeat of that year. Uh, and i loved it even more because like you know oh. it meant that you could just try it out at a whole new level you know because they had better photographic suites and then yeah you know, like,
1: lab and, yeah, stuff and like, i think
0: we everyone who ended up being a designer had pretty much decided that's what they wanted to do before they started the course so you could start to apply it to your trade then you know so you could mess around with illustration but with a thought of where would this end up as a piece of design work or you know where yeah. would this go and um yeah no, i i really Definitely. enjoyed that course
1: yeah, it's sort of like, you know, like I say, my idea of initially wanting to do game design completely changed. Like, you mm. know, by the time I, even by the time I started university, it was, like, completely different. I was like, oh, I knew I wanted to be some, you know, a design company of some sort. It's like, yeah. you know, but by the, even by the time I started, you know, like, mm. that diploma course it sort of opened my eyes to what it, the world of, dis, like, graphic design was about, you know. Right? Yeah.
0: Sort well, suddenly, I guess, you know, it's similar to like, because I, I, I went in originally my foundation year thinking I wanted to do illustration. And I think you realize actually, if you're a designer, you can apply all those skills anyway, you know, and also yeah. as a designer you get to work on loads of different stuff. So you might be doing a logo one day, then a website the next day, and then, uh, yeah. you know, helping design a product another day, or visiting a site and doing a photo shoot one day, you know, so there's so many different aspects to the same Kind of area that you work in that you get to do all of those things which i think yeah, is really yeah. fun it sounds a lot more fun than
1: i toyed with the idea of illustration but like a drawing was okay but it wasn't up like to understand you know developing your own sort of style and sort yeah. of like, being like a professional illustrator It takes you near the next yeah. level of skill that and even need.
0: professional illustrators you know they're not busy all the time you know, they you know they they do a job and then it's quiet for a bit. I'm sure. Whereas you know, and I, in my mind, I can't, I can't sort of stand that idea. I like <laughs> like stuff going on all the time. So, you know, like, yeah. I know you're you're sort of the same, really. Which is, I couldn't imagine you doing a job and then sitting back for three months and then doing another. You know, it's just.
1: No, I mean, I've never. I've always been like full time employed as well. I've never even gone into like like. Um, you know, well, I did do a bit, I suppose, and I am going to talk about it when I first came out of here, but, like, never, not for long periods of, like,
0: you know, sort of yeah. working for myself, no. Yeah, and that's a weird thing as well, because, like, I, I really enjoyed being full, employed full-time, and I could easily have, have stayed in that scenario. It was only when um, uh, my uh, partner Caroline wanted to come over to, Thailand, to uh, Cambodia to do a, a thing for her work that I even thought well, I might want to run a business or do something one day. So now's a good chance to kind of break free and and give it a try, you know. Um, so I, I freelanced while I was out there for a bit, you know, um, and then I just sort of caught the bug and decided that was going to be the sort of way forward. But equally, had we have stayed in the UK, I probably would have just stayed in the job I was in because I really loved working there, you know, because I was at um, Owen Dwelly then and uh, we used to do some really great stuff. Yeah, and we used to have a right... The main thing, aside from doing work and, you know, working hard and all that, we used to have a really good laugh all the time. So, <laughs> like, why would you want to leave, it, you know, a, a sort of a scenario where that that sort of fits and suits you, you know? Yeah,
1: um, I, don't know, I remember, like, when you, you joined all the Lacoste work and things you did. Yeah, we used to know, do like a lot of fashion
0: stuff, stuff for Lacoste. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, it was always good fun. Um, and you were working in... so So we finished university... And then, did you get a pl- or oh, we, we both did placements at different uh, design companies.
1: I did do, but my, like I, like you and your guys were talking before, like in the other episodes, like you seem to have gone like, to placements, and those placements kind of led into like, mm. your first job. So I, yeah. I did do placements, but I didn't, unfortunately, get um, like an initial job out of it. So I, um, you know, I had to. Right, like you know, sort of like wrote a lot of letters to like design firms, you know when you yeah. finish uni, everybody was like saying like oh, London's where it's at, and so I sort of focused on london, and yeah I, I mean i didn't even i don't think i I didn't even try like firms outside London, I think I went straight, like I'm going to try London and see if I can do it, and yeah, so I wrote a lot of letters and back then, it was like you know. I suppose now, if you're applying for jobs, you are usually going to send an email, a digital portfolio, and that back then it yeah. wasn't like that. You had to, you know, you could have sent an email, but it was like the lecturers taught us it's like make something cool. Yeah, like, yeah. You see the, That's write right. A and, nice letter. And, yeah. you know, it, it does so go a long quite,
0: way. I tell you what, if I ever get, um, not that I have recently, but um, if I ever have got in the past um, any kind of nicely crafted, things that are sent through the post, that's a real thoughtful, they've thought about where this is going, who the target audience yeah. is, the design's good. That says even before you've opened it and, and read it, you're already halfway there because it's such a good yeah. way you, to did connect. Did you get to, learn, then, like, to get students like, like send in stuff? And, um, uh, yeah, I did for a while. Um, I used to, every couple of months, I'd get something, just uh, people looking for placements or even just, to, you know, in the nicest possible way, just going for a coffee and having a chat. And I've done that a few times, yeah. you know. Um, but, uh, you know, the, 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 problem with that is that it's all about how much extra time you have. And when you, you know, you work by yourself, like I do, you have very little, you know, and like I said, when the kids are running around, you have even less. Um, so, you know, uh, as much as I'd, I'd like to do more of that, it's not always practical, but when you work in a bigger company and you're sort of, uh, you know, you're, you're getting those things, you, you've probably got a bit more chance to, to reach out to people and help them. And, you know, cause our, our placements were done primarily through the contacts that our tutors had when they worked professionally. So like they'd stayed in contact and they're obviously kind of just passing on the opportunities that were given to them, to us, you know, and I feel like it's important for us to do the same for other people. So if I ever get the chance to hook somebody up or there's a, uh, you know, um, in fact, I think when your sister came down to London once, we connected them up with Dan and Helen who running Dutch Uncle. That's a really big agency now um and you know and, and things like that i think it, you know you've got to pass it on because that's the only real way to get somewhere good you know uh or certainly helps you you know
1: yeah. um so yeah so, i mean so yeah i was like saying it was like um a lot of letter writing and i did get interviews and because I, I was like you know in Birmingham, I had to commute down on the train, so I had to like line them up. So it was like, uh, I've got to get three or four a day I've Yeah, got this train you and I've got to, you know, it's like I can't keep getting trains up and down from Birmingham, so it's like, yeah, yeah, line up the interviews and do the rounds, and yeah. Um, so I did. I can't remember many trips I did. I did. I made a couple of trips, you know, like before.
0: Now let's let's not rule out an important part of both our lives here, which is that we both stayed at the Methodist International House, oh, which oh, yeah. was the crazy uh, youth hostel in the middle of King's Cross, um, was which good was just. <laughs> it was brilliant. I mean, it was great when you you know for being smack bang in the middle of London, trying to get access to like you said, like all these places to go for interviews and things. And my work was. Only in Oxford Circus I could walk to work you know so it was brilliant Um, but the place we lived in was totally crazy <laughs> Like there I was remember.
1: some I remember going there I can't remember whether I'd started work or I was doing what I just said like just looking for work when we stayed there but I do remember like both being in there and I think you mm-hmm. might have already started work
0: and yeah because i i got a job from my placement more or less they basically said as soon as you finish come and see us and i remember we'd all gone down to the new designers exhibition we had some work there and then i went for like a kind of a catch-up with the company which was called beresford's then and uh yeah and literally they just said yeah when can you start and i said monday and they were like great and then that was it and i was i was sort of off off flying really but i mean they paid me absolutely jack all uh, I just wanted to but it was great because I had a design job in London I just wanted to get on with it you know um, and I think for all of us when you you know when you first start that first job it's not you understand that you're not going to get paid much you know you understand yeah. that
1: it was difficult I remember like when I, I did yeah you know, you, you're not getting you're getting enough to get by but it was like you had to manage yourself like you know so. just
0: enough to pay the Methodists <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, just enough. But they 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 were very good actually because they um, they let us stay there. Even it, we weren't really meant to stay there, but they let us stay there on like a student rate, even though yeah, we no. weren't. Yeah, because they basically said you know to give us a sort of a start in life, a little leg up that they would help us for three months. And then after that, we were gone. Um, And I remember there was a (laughs) deadline looming of uh, of us us (laughs) having to leave that place, which was a tragedy because they, yeah, because it was like, it was ridiculous. We were in the middle of King's cross. It was like the whole three months we stayed there was only 500 quid. And that included breakfast, dinner and an evening meal every day, which is just insane.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we were like, it was literally like, Like right next to the station, wasn't it? It was like really. So yeah, for that price,
0: yeah, it was. Well, I can remember like my the one one of the sometimes I'd be working late and I would ring up the Methodist house and say, "I'm going to be late," AKA (laughs) I'm going out for the night. (laughs) Save they would save my dinner. They would put it in the microwave and then they would give me the access number for the kitchen, and I would go back at like three in the morning or whatever. Do, put the access yeah. code in, go in the kitchen, microwave my dinner, and then take it to bed. And they would do that, like, all the time. It was brilliant. It was, like, the best place. But so um you
1: stayed there before you went with I was there wife. for three months.
0: I was there from, yeah, okay. like, June to, yeah, sort of September, so a bit longer. But, yeah, and it was a good good place, yeah. And then, then we got the... Um, because I'd already arranged to get a place with with John and and Robin and Paul. Um, and I can remember because I don't think you 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 were in around London at the time that we started looking no, for flats. I, I
1: hadn't, like you know, well, like I did get my job and like, uh, but I mean, basically, I, I, um, the one company my first job was at a company called a brand agency called Springit's. Yeah, um,
0: that was a good were, company. Like, That's a good yeah, company. Yeah,
1: I, mean, I know. Well, they were. At the time, they used to take on graduates. I think at one time they were only taking on graduates and training them up. I don't know whether that's yeah. the policy now. I think that that changed. But so they offered me a place there, and yeah, I mean that was Baker Street. Their their yeah. office off then was Baker Street, so it wasn't that far away from the yeah area. right.
0: You invited me to a couple of the Spring It's Christmas parties, actually, of which I've got very fond memories (laughs) of getting very drunk. There was a casino one one year where we did lots of gambling and stuff. It was quite a big, I think they had about 30 people in
1: there, so it was like sizable, you know. Yeah. um,
0: But it was bigger than that, wasn't it? Because in in your your team was probably that many, but I thought that, because I can remember the parties being quite, like there have no, been several yeah. hundred I think people, a lot of people there. Turned up to those yeah, maybe like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, maybe it's all the friends and family. But you you had a different experience in that respect to me because I, I, the place where I worked was a relatively small, small, small group of people. I've never experienced working in it other than freelancing, um, you know, working in a big agency environment like that. So
1: that was the biggest doubt to me. Like, well, yeah, I've never, I've perhaps done something similar to that, but never bigger than that. I mean, I yeah. you know we had like, like Brett, who worked at, you know, he got a job at Saatchi and Saatchi. That's and
0: right, yeah, he was in the ad part, wasn't he? he? Yeah. people in there,
1: and they had their own bar in the center of yeah, Saatchi.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I can't, I, uh, yeah, the pregnant man, that is, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he left there, but I think he, I, from conversation, I mean, I haven't spoken to him for a long time either, mm-hmm. um, but from conversations I'd have with him, we were, you know, the whole kind of mass culture was a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a sort of scary environment to work in, you know, yeah. um, just the volume of people and the level of competition and the cutthroat sort of backstabbing well, that yeah. goes on between creative teams and things.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the spring, it's been 30. I mean, yeah, we still... I mean, and like I said, a lot, a lot of people have started from being students as well. So you've got people that had worked there since like the beginning, the forming of the company. Like, right. you know. And uh, I think it was formed in like oh, maybe mid, not mid 80s, earlier. I'm not, I don't know. Like, I think, it, you know, it was quite established even mm. when I was there. It was like a known yeah. brand packaging agency. That's right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and um, I think for a time, that, like, they were, you know, yeah, it was like one of the most well, like you know, top ten of the packaging agencies, basically. Yeah, I remember. It, so it, it was like probably a- time, It really. It was like it was a good opportunity. I felt. And yeah. They, they weren't when I was there. They weren't just doing like, um, um, like uh, packaging. It was like branding as well, like uh, corporate, a bit of like sports branding as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But that's good, and, and you know, well, I, I realised we jumped question. No, no, don't <laughs> worry about that. We can—they're yeah. not in any particular order. I don't sort of count them <laughs> off. I just sort of because we because yeah. inevitably things flow into other things, and I'd rather just talk about it than, yeah, than keep stopping and going. No, we haven't done question four yet. You know, um, yeah. but, I, but I, I can remember you getting your job there, and I think out of everybody that I knew. Uh, that was getting work down in london you you know aside from brett who was at Sarches, but he did a placement there for so long before they even gave him a job like you know you were the first person i remember getting a decent job in a well-known company i don't remember many other people i mean even though i started at beresford's beresford's wasn't as well known as, as spring it was at the time and uh, you know right. and 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 the same so you you probably had well it took you longer to get that job, you know, and yet you inevitably doorstepped however many hundreds of companies. It was worth waiting and persevering because you ended up somewhere really good, you know, and they taught you a lot of stuff. And yeah, I mean, I,
1: I they were, it was cool. I mean, you know, and the credit director to there, like you know, and it was like, it, like I said, because they took on students. It was like they knew, you know, it was like, and there were the there were others of us there starting together, and so it was like. It's quite a good environment to start out in, really, because they, yeah, was the way they were operating, you know, yeah. sort of in mind they were taking the students on, like, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, I'm trying to think, yeah, like, it's quite hard though, you know, you still had like to, you know, prove yourself there. You know, whilst I was there, there was other people who, like, didn't make it, you know, like, they yeah, came a probation, and they, they felt they were, was that
0: because you sabotaged you know, their work? <laughs> I can
1: imagine
0: you <laughs> but, just walking by and knocking a paint pot over their work and going whoops <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> survival of the fittest was a mate a
1: competition in it but like yeah. But yeah it wasn't but you know you had the they sort of sort of gave you your three months like you know to um,
0: to prove yourself yeah. well they obviously yeah. liked you because you were there for what like two years three
1: years four years altogether. were you okay yeah oh, i thought so, you moved
0: before then yeah um, okay so like
1: yeah and um so think it's all i think in memory remembering it all now so, yeah
0: so, you've spent um, years trying to block it all out <laughs> Here's, this is the therapy session you just don't need. Like we're recalling all of that, um, but you know, all the time that you were you were down in London, and you know, we uh, like I said, we eventually ended up living together anyway. But um, we were going out and about, and we were work we were working in with with professional you know, designers and that. But we were also, uh, you know, all our friends were all merging into this one massive group of people that were yeah, all doing awesome. art and design yeah. and, and photography, and it was a, it was a really exciting time because you know like one like one of our friends uh Steve Brown was like doing animation just around the corner and you know so we had all these different like connections at that time and uh yeah we used to spend a lot of time together and it was it was a brilliant brilliant time uh, yeah i
1: remember that there was like you know like times it was like what crowd of people going out together wasn't
0: there like yeah like oh people. yeah we'd go out some nights and there'd be like 30 of us you know it'd yeah. be like, <laughs> just, just this massive group and, uh, and what was great about that is if we were going out around um, Oxford Circus we had like this weird little home base and you know anyone that's listening now it doesn't matter because Beresford's is gone but the second day I was at Beresford's they basically because I, I lived relatively close well, we were in Archway but I lived relatively close to uh, the central London which a lot of people didn't they all lived out in the sticks um i got like a sort of a a responder key they used to call it or something like that it was like responder key where you had like keys for the whole office and all of the passwords so if anything Um. was to happen and i would like hop on a bus or get a taxi or whatever and and go into town and and you know disable the alarms and make sure everything was all right but which (laughs) never which is never a problem but the flip side of that is that I had the keys to a central London office <laughs> over the weekend. So like not that we ever went and caused a ruckus, but it was brilliant for having a place, to, a sort of central base. You know, we'd all sort of sometimes meet up there first before going out and stuff. And it was brilliant, you know. Yeah,
1: um, I remember your office, yeah. Because, I mean, where I was in Baker Street, um, I mean, you had pubs and that there, but you were just a little bit... I had to get on a bus to come down to get right. But you literally, you came out of your office and you were right. Next
0: door to the Palladium, yeah. So it was just like, it was insane, you know. Um, But and also a brilliant first, in fact, all of that, you know, Baker Street and um, and, uh, like Oxford Circus and then like Old Street and all those, they're all brilliant places to work when you're a designer because you go to the pub. And there's just loads of creatives in there from all other agencies like um, Stuart, who I used to work with, who you know very well. He um, he knew loads of other people from different companies that he introduced me to and that I'm still friends with now. And, you know, and it's, it's you start building your relationships with people um, yeah. through that, other than, you know, your work channels, you, you know, through your social life as well. So, yeah, it was a good time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, <laughs> I remember being a lot of partying and, yeah. yeah a lot of review hangover was <laughs> yeah. a lot of was Yeah but that. it was good though yeah. it was good um... and
0: <laughs> We had a good group of friends you know all of them now not many of them live in london i think most people have sort of moved out and done the family thing and all that sort of stuff like people do but i'm the last one hanging in there. i'm still zone five i think stew's uh, zone two We're, you know <laughs> but um but yeah there's uh, a lot of people have sort of moved away in that now so uh you know and it's good when we do hook up again but not that that hardly ever happens so you know you being in thailand no you're not you're not missing out (laughs) Uh, the the only time i saw everyone really was um when john uh, beecher got married and we had his stag do uh, and that was quite good because i caught up with a lot of people then um but other than that i don't really see anybody you know it's um other than the kind of the mummies dropping their kids off at school (laughs) uh you know i don't see anyone else so you know that's just the way it goes but um so yeah so no, you
1: did so much didn't we so he has to you can't keep doing that so no 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 i got out quite early i i left
0: i left at a good time i think i got out quite early i was like I, you know, i've got to start saving some money and you know i can't keep stepping out of the front of the office and just going to all these bars because uh, you know you don't it's not like an indefinite amount of cash unfortunately but you know but you're right you've got to keep a lid on that um so yeah, so then uh, so then you moved from Springitz, so you moved down to Wandsworth. Is that when you got yeah, your job that's down there?
1: Right. Yeah, um, I mean because
0: like, we were living in Clapham. Lot... We you oh, yeah, no um, I moved to Clapham and then you came and lived with me down there for a little bit and then we moved to uh what yeah, we so moved to um just up the road from Lavender Hill, didn't we? We had a place sorry, there.
1: God. We we lived in a couple of places in Yeah. Clapham. And then ones were,
0: and then ones. I mean, worth, I left yeah.
1: Spring. It's like said, like four years there. I, I, it was my first job, and I, I felt like I could have stayed, like, but I just and I also wanted to try the things that. By the time I was finishing there, and it was like they had, like I said, they did do sports branding and that, and I had they did do corporate work, but I that was tailing off a bit, and I was being more and more. Into just focusing just solely on like brand packaging. So Mm -hmm. I kind of felt I wanted, I didn't want to like, because I mean, some designers just like they just specialize solely on doing brand packaging. I wanted, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something like more, um, yeah, different types of things. I didn't want to just focus on that. And I did. And and then my first job after four years as well, I just got like itchy feet now and just thought I need to try.
0: Yeah. you need to try something else. Yeah. I mean, that was the same with me at Beresford's. I was there for just over four years and I, I really enjoyed working there and I loved all the people that I was working with, but it, you know, we, it was a similar thing. I was doing a lot of like corporate design and things like that. and I wanted to try some more fashion based things and do it, you know? So, um, yeah, when I, when I left there, I, I felt like I, I, you know, that I left at the right time, you know, and, and like, like you said, yeah. you, if, if you'd have stayed at Spring It's for, for, for a while longer, your folio would have just been full of packaging. So that makes it harder for you to get into other design companies that diversify uh, away from Yeah, Yeah, I didn't
1: want to sort of, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to like like just focus on that, like you're saying. So I, I, I started trying to look for like other companies, but like, I found it quite difficult because like people say, okay, you're from Springett and that's a brand packaging agency. So they, you know, they'd sort of already pigeonholed me by like, yeah, sales, sure.
0: I, sure. i didn't
1: sure. find moving on quite tough. Yeah. Like, putting together a portfolio and I wanted to get out there and getting to like sort of print agencies and try yeah. the things.
0: But you were still, you were still young enough that I think people would think that they could still mold you into something else if they wanted to. <laughs> you, know, do you know what I mean? Like if you, if you were doing it now, hadn't been at Spring-It's for 20 years, you'd find it much, yeah. much harder to do that. Whereas when you're in your early 20s doing it, people sort of look at your experience and they still understand that there's, you've still got some learning to do at that stage, I think. So they're probably open to sort of looking at your work more objectively if, if they do more corporate design, for example, you know. You yeah, um, know, I,
1: I didn't like... Um I didn't, I wasn't sure then about just doing freelancing, like, you know, you said some people, like, do go in freelancing, but I I, de- I definitely wanted to, to get another full-time position at the mm-hmm. time, I, and I had to, you know, I went to, like, employment agencies, like, you know, like, the, uh, you know, sort of London-based, like, design employment recruitment agencies, yeah. did all that,
0: and sent yeah. me
1: out, and that was how I got the second job, um, which um, like um uh, i like said south london's called mm-hmm. vario yeah um, which then went on to become david jones design and they were all like um like um we trying to think x light and coley so like you know they were, they'd been in the big agency but then broke away to sell yes yeah. um, so, so this uh, was
0: a smaller team wasn't it you was there yeah. like sort of six or seven of you
1: like, yeah, but similar, they'd bring people in, so you'd have like yeah. freelancers that come in, you knew them, like you know, they'd, they'd do like long periods there, and then you know, sometimes if it was quiet, they weren't there. But yeah, it was, it was a really laddish company, it was like it was mainly just guys in there in the time, <laughs> and the, um, but so yeah, it was it's totally different yeah totally different experience like working in spring it's with like 30 40 people like yeah into like an agency like that and
0: because you I started doing like a lot of web design and stuff then didn't you yeah I remember
1: it gives you like they like i said they 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 were, they were doing packaging as well so which is sort of like how you know they could see i've got some other work and that but had the packaging background as well so that's what they wanted so uh, yeah that's how i got that really yeah um but then yeah, you know I mean, that, that's
0: your kind of foot in the door that then allows you to move on those other projects if when you get the opportunity and they
1: yeah and that did give me like like there's quite a variety of jobs there and being smaller at company as well we were you had more responsibility mm. with things as well like uh, so, that yeah taking on
0: yeah, and it was the, you know it's the same for me at Beresford's like you know from a very early start because there wasn't a great deal of us. I just got thrown in the deep end with lots of projects because with there you know the the smaller teams mean you have to take on that responsibility earlier. You know, they, you can't be groomed for years and then end up doing that. You you kind of just get sort of chucked in the deep end and and you know which is half the fun of it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sort of working it out yeah. yourself and you
1: know. I mean, the spring is. They did give me jobs to do. but a lot of it was team based. If you're doing big branding jobs, it was team based. But then you would get the odd sort of sole project you're working on by yourself. Yeah. But obviously with Vario, it was a lot more of that. You know, like maybe we did do team work, but most of the time it was like you you're assigned like to you to concentrate on this.
0: Yeah, and you were there for you were there for a while, and then um, yeah, and then you went to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, and you've been over in you've been in Thailand now for like thirteen. Do we say thirteen years? Oh my god, Ian! Yeah, yeah thirteen plus years.
1: Yeah. Insane, mate. <laughs>
0: that's absolutely insane. And like, I know we'd always both talked about working abroad. I always thought that maybe I'd get to do it at some point, but then you never really know how that's going to sort of plan out. And I did get to work abroad for a little while, but I only did like. It was like five or six months whereas like you've you're you're the longest serving uh expat that i know <laughs> uh you know I, in my time working abroad i i really enjoyed it and it was really good fun um and yeah it was really hard work in working in a, a country where yeah. um, it, you know you you know the first language isn't your native language so um How's your how's your tie going? I
1: know, I'm okay. Yeah, okay, I'm, all, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to okay. ask
0: you. I'm not going to ask no, you to reel really no, of And to be honest, that? you could have said anything, yeah. and I believe you because I'm I'm terrible at languages. <laughs> but um, yeah, I once had to typeset a and I like this massive report in Khmer, which have like. 51 yes, word it's, sentences it's just like an insane amount of work <laughs> um, but yeah so I, anyone that will, can survive abroad uh, working with dual languages and stuff I've got big respect for so yeah and no, I think you've, you've done really well out there so when when you went out there did you were you freelancing for a while then before you got full time uh,
1: yeah so I mean I didn't like but the way it happened I didn't like just I'd, I'd been out here travelling like um, with friends and that and we I'd come back and like Initially tried to like, you know, I start Singapore was where I sort of focused on initially because yeah. like you said, the language thing, you know, it's an English speaking company. There's sure. lots of, um, you know, there were quite a lot of design, there are still quite a lot of design companies there. But even back then, like you had English um, companies like, you know, like Design Bridge had an office out in Singapore yeah. and yeah. names you're familiar with like, mm-hmm. like Interbrand.
0: And, yeah. Did you You work for Interbrand for a while?
1: So that's where I focused on initially.
0: Didn't you? You did some. You did freelance with them, didn't
1: you? I didn't. I didn't work freelance with Inter. I met. I knew the guy who who worked at Interbrand. Who's, who's funnily enough, when I was in Singapore, I met on an interview, and I'm now working for in Thailand. Oh, okay, okay. But um, yeah, I worked. Uh, there was a, some like uh, I worked at like in independent companies in Singapore rather than the big sort of um, mm-hmm. you know like international companies out there. And yeah. I think the thing I found with it was like I you had to be there, and it was like I I I'd, I'd gone out on holiday, and I was like I want to try and come out and travel and work abroad in Asia. But I whilst on holiday, I'd been in Singapore and shown my portfolio around, but it's like it's it's not until you were like feet on the ground like saying right i'm here i'm unavailable so
0: yeah sure i made
1: the decision that's what i had to do like i left barrio and and i just came out to like asia without i didn't have anything like really concrete lined up um
0: like you say like in that scenario they'll, they'll they'll look at your work and be like when can we use you and if you're like well i don't live out here yet then they're like well give us a call yeah. when you come out, you know, rather than, Oh, we'll set you up and then come out, you know? So it doesn't work quite work that way, does it? But like you said, yeah. as soon as you get out there and start telling people you're available, then I guess the work starts coming up.
1: Yeah. You know? and so I, I mean, I was there for a while and a, a, it's good introduction Singapore. Cause it, it's like, you know, it's, it's a nice, it's very like, you know, sort of, it's not like Thailand, like, you know, it's completely, it's like a, like, it's like a, a good way to an introduction into work into Asia really when you start there and it was um you know the companies out, felt familiar you know the people you're working with as well like the, the owners like they were like British British designers as well who'd done the same thing and so sure you, you were trying to do and,
0: yeah so they could they could give you some advice on on the pitfalls and things like that and yeah yeah
1: they'd worked in London and that and so in Singapore, so mm-hmm. it was a good introduction to like you know sort of coming out to Asia and that. But at, like um, at, at the same time, like I'd, I'd also been looking for like uh, work in Bangkok as well, like and I um, I got um, an offer from from somebody in Bangkok, and then I uh, I basically. I went and took
0: that up. So, I guess, cause, I guess, because when you're freelancing, you're on a limited visa, right? So you're only out there for, do you only get 12 months? Do you? I don't I know. It's yeah. Like in the yeah. UK, and but...
1: it was like, yeah, I mean, I could have, like, it was, that, you know, you were getting like to offers of like full time and that and take you know, so yeah. um, but I decided I, I got this other offer and I, I took it up and, uh, in bangkok yeah. So,
0: yeah and that 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 enabled um, you to stay for longer than the sort of obligatory 12 months visa yeah there. you
1: you have to um i mean i did the same like thailand like in bangkok i, I showed my portfolio around there again and to, you know with hitting thailand you you have to have the work you know you need the work permit to get mm-hmm. the job here so there's a there's a challenge in getting the job here you know because you're a foreigner and it's like yeah. all companies are prepared to, to, to do that so sure um, sure but it was easier back then um like uh sort of like yeah i'm saying 13 years ago the like the rules have changed quite a bit since yeah when, when i started you know, i was doing it back then it was like perhaps a bit easier but um so i i got yeah i got that offering uh Bangkok and yes yeah, so I sort of left Singapore and came up here like to to do that really yeah um yeah, and that that was quite a different it's like i mean yeah here you you do have to get used to the culture, like you know sort of like there's different office culture as well, because it is like very Asian culture as opposed yeah you know so what I was
0: used to. Sort of um, and what about the work? Are you are you primarily doing work in English or dual languages or or in Thai uh, or you know, what Was is it a mix? Primarily
1: English, like that that first company I started at was um they they specialized in like um, travel tourism based. So they were like focused a lot on like um, serving like sort of expat clients and like hotels and mm. travel companies so yeah. there's a lot of that yeah um yeah so it wasn't some i mean you know we had thai designers and do the thai sort of if it was required mm-hmm. but most when i was at that first job it was i didn't speak thai much back then and, yeah uh, they, they took me on quite as citizens to, to do the english work really so. yeah well that's it, good like, that
0: that is a that's a possibility isn't it because you know it's um if that's something that, that 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 they needed, especially I guess with the tourism side of things, promoting it to English market, English speaking market, you know, you, you sort yeah. of got, yeah, it's, it's good that you uh, you could do that without having to worry about being fluent in a, in another language before you started. You know, um, I mean,
1: I did I did like when I was I did sort of get lessons in Thai and that and got a teacher and sort of I even like because I was you know I felt like. I wanted to like um i wanted to read it as well not mm-hmm. just speak it you know because yeah. you're working with typography and that you wanted yeah sure that, you know, yeah you, you see some signage and,
0: but
1: well, it's so you gonna need get to get lost as well yeah but like you know, i like was no, like saying so, about
0: that that khmer job like when i was typesetting that you had to be so careful where you break the words you know, because if you break a word in the wrong place, it means something entirely different. So it's not like England where, you know, it just kind of like the word carries over and you, you just read it as a connecting yeah. word, you know, like in, in the, when you're flowing those uh, multiple languages, it's, you know, you can be saying the worst possible thing at the end <laughs> of a sentence, you know. Uh, I mean, you don't want to break country in the wrong place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look good. So, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting one. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, 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 uh, and also you need to, you know, having your lessons and everything, you need to know how to say CMYK in, in Thailand. Yeah. Don't you? So, yeah. Thai. so <laughs> I guess all that terminology. It's a
1: good as well. Like when you, you know, I, like, i got the teacher and it's a good introduction. You learn, it's a good way to sort of ingrain yourself in the culture as well. Mm. If you learn it, language as well, it's a good yeah. way
0: to yeah.
1: learn about that. And, yeah. Keep you definitely.
0: busy. A bit of light <laughs> yeah. reading on the train. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so then uh, did you, so you've since moved to another company since you've been there. That was the first yeah, one. Well, and then you since moved.
1: Yeah, I um. I mean I stayed at like uh, that first company for about nine years but like the, the owner retired and uh, it sort of moved on and I felt I had to move on like I mean people I did stay there quite a long time but like I was saying you, you it's not like in the UK where you might jump around between jobs because out here yeah. you're a foreigner and you you've got that work <laughs> permit and it's like The job's on. Yeah, no, no,
0: of course. Yeah, and also you're lucky to get yourself in a situation where that's the case. So you wouldn't want to jeopardize that. You know, and I know um, freelancers that have been out there that have done, you know, that that have tried to do that, tried to jump from job to job, and inevitably they end up having to come back because they're, you know, because they're, because of that exact reason, which is that they didn't stick it out one job for long enough to, to kind of, you know, to, they've taken that London mentality of, of hopping from flower to flower. And it, you know, it's, it's much harder to do that out there, isn't it? Um, But yeah, but then, you know, to stay, but, but then if you think about what you got out of that for nine years is it enabled you to stay in Thailand It enabled you to, you know, to be in that part of the world and experience a whole different culture and, you know it must have been quite exciting because i mean i don't know about you but the street food on croydon is is pretty bad <laughs> so i remember like the street food in thailand is much uh you know that whole sort of culture of the night markets and stuff must just be um, yeah kind of
1: i mean there were testing times there like you know like thailand's in you know when it had some troubles and that. i can remember like i said before like having to work from home like you know, yeah Bloods in bangkok or you yeah the, and there's
0: was there a military coup at one point not that long yeah, ago there
1: was. Uh, to walk past a few tanks like, yeah some a couple of times well
0: when
1: that was going on like,
0: yeah know, yeah well that's not so that's not so dissimilar people. to croydon <laughs> <laughs> you know armed um, guards everywhere and you know whatever but uh but yeah i think um yeah i mean that's just you yeah, know, it's just what happens in there, it just sort of pops up like that every now and again. There's always something going on, but um, yeah, yeah,
1: I think that's been the thing here with that as well. You sort of got used to like adapting to that as well, like you know, yeah, you, you, you sort of you, anything could happen, sort of thing, you know. So, you, sure, just, like, sure, but so, like, well, I
0: guess because of that, you know, having the security of being in, you know, almost having your decision made for you really to stay where you are as long as you can until something solid comes up on the horizon rather than just chancing it. You know, it does give you some security in that respect in that you know that you can, can, as long as you keep the the bosses happy, then,
1: (laughs) you know. It's quite a small company that place as well. It wasn't like a um, a huge, massive company. So again, it was like, you know, um, responsible for, you know, Job by yourself and things.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And, um, and you're enjoying it, then you you liking it where you are at the moment. I mean, obviously, um, if your boss is listening to this, uh, yeah. So yeah, so I, <laughs>
1: I left um, that first company after nine years, and i the guy who was selling me for um, who worked uh, for Interbrand in Singapore, had a, a company here that yeah, running he'd set up here and I got home, I, I knew him as a friend and he yeah. offered me a job with his company so yeah. brand new place so um, so um, yeah I've been there again on like yeah for three years yeah that's three, cool yeah, three four years
0: that's good that's good and you've lived in a few different apartments and, and homes since you've been yeah. over there
1: yeah I've moved around a bit I've not moved I've always been central Bangkok I've not might uh, moved out like
0: you know yeah. sort well mate you know if you've lived with me then you can survive any <laughs> military coup or <laughs> earthquakes that might happen so you know i, I think I, I prepared you well for for living abroad <laughs> uh, i can remember like we used to live in a house on um in uh, uh clapham together and there used to be it was it was uh um it was uh, it had a, yeah upstairs downstairs and um i remember there used to be these little sort of uh bits in the wall well, sort of, where there were sort of pillars but there were places I could hide and I would, get, I would get up in the morning and I'd hear you coming down the stairs and I'd hide in these things and then you'd come yeah. out and I'd jump yeah. out at you <laughs> and I, 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 I remember I'd wake up in the morning and that's the first thing I'd think of and it would just fill me with sheer delight knowing that I was going to attempt to terrify you, <laughs> no, you did, the best thing you did was move, move to Thailand to get away from uh, your weird <laughs> weird stalker housemate um so uh yeah so i think we're kind of getting to a point where we're going to yeah, talk about sorry, well, yeah, I've got, where are we no no, no we're good. we're, we're <laughs> sort of number six we're, we've sort of we've, we've we're we've hit sort of, we're at that six seven point which is um you want to talk about a piece of work that you've done that didn't go well <laughs> <And Right. laughs> something you might like to go back to or not uh you know yeah i
1: mean i was thinking about this it. like it's quite like yeah it's a sort of I mean, there's jobs like you do when you start out and you, you know, you obviously look back on them now and you think perhaps they're not the yeah. best they could have been. And, you know, mm. layout, typography, things like that could have
0: been.
1: Yeah. You know, I think you're always doing that sometimes. You're always trying to constantly improve as well. There's always going to be things where, you, you know, sort of like you look at. But I think I had one that stands out as being quite unpleasant. And it wasn't um it wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't such a design job, it was like uh I'd say it was like a production job. And I I I don't know like with um, is when when I first started like in Bangkok, we had um, we had this client, he's a good client and gave us a lot of work. And as I said, we we're a small company, but um he he we'd sometimes have to work directly with the CEO of this company, you know, yeah. like I said, it, they were quite, it was quite a successful company and they were like in their offices around Asia. and So it. it wasn't like, a, it's quite a sizable company. Yeah, And um, so this guy, he was, he was the CEO would sometimes ask us to do work directly for him. You know, he'd have a presentation or something he's trying to put together and he would come in and like, he knew like, our boss as well and, and so he'd, he'd come in and want to work directly with us on projects this guy he was, he's quite a he's a demanding guy quite a tough guy and like he, he like you know love you know tightening the screw i suppose it was like you right. know sort of like i set them a deadline and, and it's like everything was like short deadlines there's pressure and he sort of operated in that mode it's All like right. he liked giving people the pressure that he felt to get the job done. So yeah, okay. Um, so uh, yeah, like I say, he's not the easiest guy to work with, but like, uh, he, he, one time he, he um, so he, he, he comes in, like, he arranges with us to, to, he wants to come in and sit directly with me as a designer and put together this like presentation right and um, you know i got a bit of trepidation about it at the start because i you know i was like i was a bit nervous of him anyway because like, like i said not the easiest guy to work with and yeah. i'm like saying to my boss what does he want to do like you know and he's like it's just a few text changes in this presentation you know it's easy he's just going to come and sit in on the afternoon and do it
0: yeah because every, so, everyone um, loves that like literally <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to the point now where I, I won't even talk to people over the phone about amends i i have to set after email me i can't like i can't sit with anyone i can't sit i can't you know unless it's a close family member and we're doing some fun thing i can't do i hate doing amends over the phone you know like next page seventh line blah 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 it's like you know just send them yeah it's just it makes it's such an uncomfortable unnatural feeling you know, I don't um, think many
1: people would, would they? Having somebody sat on your shoulder like when you're doing something. So, like I said, I was, I was nervous about it anyway, and I was like, "What does he want?" Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> Suspect. You know,
1: what's he gonna? You know, and, like so. But he comes in, and when he comes in the office straight away, he's like, he's in a bad mood already.
0: Oh so, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,
1: so he's sat next to me, like, and he's got dozens and dozens of these changes in this like powerpoint presentation he wants to do and it's not like just a few like text changes here and there it's like reorganizing the whole thing and it's like
0: right he wants
1: it doing in the afternoon i'm like um you know yeah i was sort of like like i said he's the ceo of this company and i think looking back on it now i should have just said there and then Uh, this is too much like you know but for some reason
0: (laughs) yeah but you don't you just kind of in those scenarios you just don't you're just like well we'll just get it done and you know or attempt to get it done
1: so sat down to it and straight away sort of like you know I'm trying to work through it, trying to get your head around this thing. Like, say, so you need, like, especially PowerPoint as well, which is a lot, I don't mm. find the most, like, you know. Sort no, of I don't dishes. like any any
0: Microsoft products. Like, it just, yeah, yeah. I don't I really like working in them. And it
1: is there going, you know, why are you doing it like that? Why is this taking so long? I only want to do this. Why do you have to go back and do that? You know, and it's mm. sort of like, oh, God, this is a nightmare. You know, <laughs> It's really difficult as well. Like, you know, you're trying to handle this. Like, you know, somebody's yeah. obviously really annoyed about something anyway, and they're sat next to you and they're just in the bathroom. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> and you, yeah, and you become a bit of a punching bag then, don't you, I guess?
1: Uh, yeah, and it, it goes on and on and on. And I just, like, have to say to him, like, yeah, I'm sorry, this is just, I'm going to have to, like, say, um, I'll, I'll carry on working on this, like, into the night. I'll just sit here like, and get it till it's done you know Mm -hmm. like just give me the changes yeah this guy explodes like he's like i've organized this this afternoon and why are you telling me now that it's going to take you all evening i haven't got time to wait until all all night for your email to come in he's like shouting in the office you can see all the people in the office you know looking at me like like oh glad it's not me Yeah. And he's like yeah. banging the desk and that. And it just ends basically with this guy, like, you know, he's going so annoyed, like, you know, calling us like liars, or we can't use PowerPoint and all that. And like, I'm like reminding him, like, yeah, we did the branding for your company. We actually like created the PowerPoint. It's really difficult, yeah. you know, because in that sort of situation, it's like, I think it's the closest I've ever like really nearly told somebody, you know, yeah okay last take yeah. Eye, you know, Cause he was really going at me like you know, yeah but you know it ends him like yeah like literally he's like banging the desk slammed the door in the office and then like <laughs> 10 minutes like, on the phone with my boss like bawling in down the phone saying yeah you know, yeah guys, it's that. so
0: unprofessional though like yeah it's so unprofessional like of, of him to be like that i mean firstly like it's such an old fashioned way of sitting next to the client and making design changes anyway. And, you know, if there's more to do, it's harder for you to say to him face to face, this is going to take longer, you know? And then when you do, the response you get is that it's like, it's so unprofessional on his part on all levels. Do you know what I mean? So yeah,
1: there must have been something else going on because it's yeah. not just about the PowerPoint. He didn't
0: try so to touch bad. your knee or anything, did he? <laughs> and you were like, I'm not like, I'm not that kind of girl, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm sure that's uh, yeah. So if you could do I anything different, what would you do? Just like hit him with the monitor. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not really like you say, it's not when you, it's such a heat in the moment thing like that. You think, mm. you know, people talk about like managing client expectations like I suppose yeah. I should have put my foot down at the start when I was a bit nervous about it and said, Right, you should it's send to them take first longer. and see what we're doing but yeah. Like, so we were only a smallish company and it's like we didn't, you know, this was like Fairly good client for us, and we didn't
0: want to like. Yeah, you don't want to upset him. But then equally, yeah. But equally, if if uh, if they're being unreasonable in that way, then there's no real excuse whether they're a good client or a crap one. You know, it's like they they should have a little bit more understanding of of something like that taking longer. And and also, when you're in that situation, you don't want to upset them. You do, you can do your best to do the best you can. But at least you said. I'm not, this is going to take longer, you know, regardless of whether he lost his top or not, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard keeping them happy. He
1: did, like, eventually, I mean, after it all, I don't know, but I think my, my, my boss told me, like, something. like, he'd spoke to him and he'd, he'd actually gone off and done it in-house and, like, realised he, he didn't understand how much work he was asking for, you know, yeah. how much was involved and... yeah. And like you know, he said, "Oh, this other guy. Yeah, it took him like two days. There's nothing to
0: turn." Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's okay feeling sorry about it then. But like, you know, yeah, I guess maybe next time he'll have a better idea, or maybe not. Who knows? um, Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: the worst for me, really. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, where you've had meetings where things, yeah, like somebody doesn't like something, but nothing. yeah explosive like
0: that no (laughs) no well that's that's yeah but that's just managing uh client expectation or not you know because sometimes you can't sometimes you get clients that are just you know i i I do some interesting projects with people and some of the people when the jobs come in i think oh god i hate working with this person (laughs) but i like the work so you know you kind of have to just sort of put up with it you know um but yeah yeah
1: okay. and
0: it's part of it, isn't it? It's yeah it's it, yeah. sort of managing that and also people can be so unpredictable so the way that you handle and speak to one client and your relationship with them is so different from the next person that like you know switching from one to another especially when they're the disagreeable kind it's it's tricky to manage that you know yeah. um so yeah so that leads us into the next one which is uh let's talk about a piece of work that you're proud of uh um, right Or uh, more than one? I'm assuming there's just (laughs) one, which is the completed PowerPoint from that meeting. (laughs) (laughs) You finished it anyway, never sent it to him, and it's fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) um,
1: It was, I suppose, like, for the most, like, I suppose one of the most prestigious, like, design thing, you know, it was like, it was a piece of work I did with the team at uh, Vario and David Jones Design. And we actually got nominated for like a design week award and Mm. it was uh, packaging, but it was like, um, pharmaceutical packaging. So like, you know, you're doing a whole system of packs, like hundreds of packs. It was a really big project. The whole team were involved on it. But just the fact that we, we got to go to like the awards night and we were only a smallest team and you get to go and go with like, you know, the Lewis Mobley's and Coley Porter Bell. Yeah. uh, Okay. Yeah. We didn't like, no, we only get a nomination. We didn't like win and like an the, the award, but it's yeah. still cool to be even nominated. Oh yeah, that, that's
0: that is very cool. And funny, it's funny because I meant to say to you earlier because you you're also one of the only people that I know that's ever won a DNA D award. Because okay, sure. there aren't many people that have, have won one. And you and uh, Sean Pereira at uni, you won a award, award for was it the second D&D year award. or third year? Yeah, that's what Did you get D&D silver? D&D. You got silver, yeah.
1: You just, uh, yeah. And they were like, it's like half pencil as well. It's like, yeah. see my mom, I think I, I think she, my mom said she'd still got it in her, like you know, cabinet. At yeah. Home. Did it's she? T- she
0: tells everyone it's hers. <laughs> 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 oh, that's something I won years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I remember yeah. that was that was a really good thing to be proud of because uh, they're not easy to get, especially when you're a student and you know as as open minded as the judges are about student work, uh, it's still highly competitive. You know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that that's um, that's that was quite of yeah. That, so I mean, that, that was the only ever that
1: was the only other one I'd ever like awards thing I'd ever been to. And, yeah, like, not I mean, so I'm not even it seemed like as well to enter. So yeah, I don't, they're like you know every company.
0: No, they don't. I mean, I did. um, I I've been to a couple of awards things, but nothing of any kind of, uh, you know, sort of uh, in any way. And the closest I got was um, a thing I did for BA a couple of years ago where I put it forward. And uh, it didn't get nominated, but I got loads of feedback from like the judges because it was in like a category where... There were like some serious hard hitters, like Ogilvy and all these massive yeah. companies that were that were, that ended up, you know, um, in the nominations and and ultimately winning it. Um, but I got loads of really good feedback from it, and I got lots of people contacting me about getting involved with D and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, for like small businesses. Um, I just don't think they like the idea, and plus, you know, the the ideas weren't as good as the ones that won. But I don't think they also like the idea that they could. You know, this guy's just one bloke in his bedroom ultimately, so we can't you know, we can't make a big song and dance about that. But I'm really
1: the thing fi- sure got that Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, so I got invited to. Um, I t- actually I took Stu along to like this DNAD night where we got invited to um, the Groucho Club and had drinks and stuff like that. Um, but and there were a couple of other people that I spoke to there that also hadn't been nominated. But because you have to get in like the top five, and um, someone I'd spoke to since then said that um, that I came close, but I didn't get in the top five. So that for me is enough. I'm like I'm good. I, you know, I'm, uh, my days of entering awards and stuff are over. I just think like <laughs> I just accept the facts of how competitive it is and and uh, you yeah. know there's so much good work out there that, that win those things deservedly so that uh, you know not to say that you ever give up hope but it is it's an expensive hobby to keep uh, you know yeah. to keep getting in know. there I, know.
1: Know the, the, I, don't, I don't know what the I don't know what the guys play but yeah I mean I, I've, I've met like people who they don't do it because of that they like you know it's not something we really want to be, like say invest in so yeah, yeah, yeah sure that, so, yeah do like you know. Yeah, know but then bring it to when I left. Like they, they had when I looked at their website. They won lots of Design Week awards. Like since yeah, I, like, yeah. You know, after I, I just the minute started, you like, left, they started winning yeah, loads of design yeah. awards. They seem to have really gone into that. You know, they do it every year, and you know, yeah, change. Uh, they, you know, sort of focus. Well,
0: I world. think that's um yeah, it, it does. But then you, you know, in a way, you're you know, there's part of you that's then designing for designers when maybe it's not necessary uh, to be doing that, you know, there is uh, is, like
1: like Stu was saying that, like, you know, I mean, there's different types of awards, isn't it? Like design effectiveness.
0: Yeah. but, but, But I think with all of those new awards, um, uh, coming in also not new but like it's certainly being a lot more of them now i feel like that does dilute things slightly and the D today doesn't feel like it did when we were at college 20 years ago because like 20 years ago it was like the holy grail was one day to think that that might be a thing whereas now not to take anything away from D because they have amazing work i do feel it feels a little bit more like industry for industry patting on each patting each other on the back rather than um you know this kind of open creative maybe I'm just bitter obviously but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I
1: don't know but like, yeah, I suppose like as well with the designs changed, isn't it? I mean, they did and they did stuff like categories. Now you have so many different things. Like, Oh yeah.
0: You got, it used to be like, here's five things. Where do you fall? Now you look yeah. at the entry list and there's like each category has subcategories that has subcategories and like, you know, and the thing you're doing probably crosses over into two or three of those. So you may end up paying four or five times to enter that one year, you know, so who knows i do do, it's worth doing it if you feel like you've got a piece of work that that could go forward um but then uh i guess it's just a personal goal rather than than a uh sort of you know if it's on your shelf does anyone care any of your clients care that you've got one of those you know it's 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 sort of more for yourself isn't it but um Mm -hmm. yeah so um, uh
1: i think that was like area that was like they'd got that like you know it was like they could see it as like an Something we'd done that was like suited to that, like mm. you know, so, like, yeah,
0: like, yeah. But yeah, even just cool getting to go going. like that and be involved, yeah. like you said, you know, it's so it's a it's a buzz to go to those awards things, and you know, yeah. there's a chance you might win, but you know, you do, it doesn't matter if you don't because you've got, you've got to go and and get involved with the whole event. So yeah, I think mm. that's cool. That's cool. So I um, mean,
1: apart from like I don't know what you were saying, other things. I mean, in Thailand out here, like right, you know, I've done like you know you do like nice resort location shoots and things like that mm-hmm. you know they've been quite nice you get to see like But well, you
0: uh, might mate you might get to go to nice resorts and beach parties well, and all that uh, stuff yeah, But <laughs>
1: before, like, yeah it's not now uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, back then when i was doing that it was cool to do yeah. that as well you know, you get, it's a good way to see to get around and see the place though, as well
0: yeah sure sure it must be it's tough a living in a re- yeah yeah yeah
1: we're doing
0: photo shoots yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a tough it's a tough life to have gorgeous weather all the time i i uh and uh, you know you, you being from the warsaw area you're used to kind of a more sort of rainy smog sort of <laughs> environment yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah I guess you come back occasionally and get your fix, but then uh <laughs> then it's back to getting your tan yeah. on all um right, so yeah. yeah so I mean we've kind of talked about what you're doing now, but um you know what what do you see yourself? going next i guess you know like we we're saying about staying in in your current role uh, is yeah. sort of part of well, working I mean, abroad is maintaining that
1: like yes i'm at the company called like, brand new day now and like i said i've been here for like you know going on four years like, yeah and um, yeah i really enjoy it here and it's you know you do got some nice clients you got a lot of packaging still involved in it as well so it's like brand and packaging yeah. Um. So we have like you know nest lacing, uh, yeah, hammock things like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I mean with the things at the moment as well, it's just like taking things day by day. Really yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's no point in in thinking about rocking the boat just yet. I mean like you know just from personal experience. I mean my work kind of goes from being super busy one day to literally nothing the next day, and like you know it's it is completely crazy how it sort of ebbs and flows like that. Um, but you know, I think that's all just responding to the, the sort of the pandemic and clients being careful with their budgets and people being furloughed and all that stuff. I think until that changes, um, you know, it's hard to make any plans for the, for the future, but you know, maybe one day you'll, you'll come back to the UK and you can live with me again. <laughs> There's always a room for you. Ian. There's always a room for you and the family. You can always come and stay. <laughs> but, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Mate, yeah. It's, I mean, even before, like, um you know the code and that is quite hard for guys like me to do that you know mm-hmm. you in reverse you've got yeah you know so you've got to come back with the uk anyway you've got to have the job lined up first and have been yeah. in that job for like six months and then yeah for sure the user and all that so it makes it very tough for like expats like me to bring
0: to return yeah 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 and in this
1: situation i think like must be yeah people like me are very nervous like you know if yeah
0: you
1: know, with family abroad and they don't know what's going to happen with work and if they have to come back to the uk and yeah not um yeah it's a bit tough on people i think
0: like, i guess it's know. a constant uh possibility that 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 sort of pops up and you know becomes an issue yeah. but at the same time you can't live your life checking the news every day you gotta you've gotta try and enjoy it at the same time haven't you so no, it's, it's, i guess if terrible. it happens it happens <laughs> yeah. and then you just deal with it you know um but yeah, I know that uh, you know myself included. We do miss you over here. But at the same time, you know, i okay, over. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, but like then again, I, I mean, I it's been such a while since then. like my memories of being there, mate. I like we said when we were all going out, and like you know, when you you hadn't you know you weren't married when I left. I don't think so. <laughs> i don't suppose if i came back you know none of us it's a different
0: yeah it is it is a different um you know i mean the thing is uh, you know the the kind of the family rule around here is that you know if you don't live within half a mile i'm unlikely to see you for like years anyway so whether you are in i mean you could just as easily be in warsaw now and it would you know (laughs) we probably would have seen each other less so you know what it's like like we're saying routine and all that stuff but um but yeah it's it's good to see you anyway um yeah, so, yeah. so, I guess, uh, you know, moving on to the next question, which is uh, Do you have any advice for anyone starting in the industry? And maybe something well, you would have liked to know before you started, to have known before you started?
1: Well, I think I'd echo what like, the guys before are saying, like, you know, like John and Stu were saying, like, um, um, you know, um, like, they, they foc- like the focus is on the concept first, like John's saying. I mean, yeah. we, we've been working with a couple of interns like we, we do take on interns fighting you know to, to, and we've had a couple of people and the, like they're literally just like starting out like the, the, mm. the very you know back me when i was like yeah you know, at the beginning yeah and i i think that the advice is i I'd, I'd say like keep your drawing skills up but like, you know you've had you know, people look at like graphic design, like, yeah, it is Adobe. You know, it is, you know, people, I think there's a tendency for people to look at the
0: graphic yeah.
1: design, just think, yeah, Adobe Photoshop, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I so, guess that's
0: like you were saying earlier about you know, keeping those fundamental uh, uh, things to the forefront, you know, like you said about remembering about how uh, to do paste up and, uh, and, and all yeah. the old, old style of doing things, keeping up your drawings equally is important, isn't it? So that you're not just relying on your Mac all the time.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, we we had one intern in and she was like, I, you know, I feel like I'm being restricted because I don't really know how to use Adobe Illustrator. I don't, I, you know, I can't, make my idea and i'm like mm-hmm. well you need to like don't spend loads of time on the computer trying to like do something that might not even work anyway and you're yeah. being restricted by the tools that you still mm-hmm. learn like you know, yeah draw draw it all out plan it all out on paper yeah know, uh-huh. concepts like if you you know when we're doing branding you know sort of like you know Create almost like create the presentation in your head, like from you know how you're going to present this to your client. You know.
0: Yeah. So
1: so, yeah, I think for me that was like my piece of advice, like the interns are you know asking me that anyway. Sort of like you know, like John was saying, you know, keep it's the idea that matters. You know. Yeah. You can learn the software. You know, but don't let like the fact that you don't know something yet Restrict your creative
0: process yeah sure because you know? there's so many other forms of mark making that you can do to to get past that bit and someone else yeah. can always mock it up in illustrator for you in like two seconds if they know what they're doing so you know it's not like you're you know the idea will carry across anyway won't it uh, um, i mean
1: we've, we've had that like you know when you try and get like interns involved with like projects and like it's sort of it's, you know sort of like you're on a deadline it's like maybe it's easy for you if you just like sketch it like you know,
0: yeah
1: and then we you know you can get the ideas like um but yeah, that's I when like, you start was... getting
0: excuses from some of them where they're like but my pencil's broken <laughs> 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 oh i only use blue pen not black pen you know
1: <laughs> yeah. i mean
0: um, um so, yes, I things
1: are like, you know, like the okay. same as the other guys are saying, don't have an ego. Yeah. Like, You know, a job is what you make of it, you know, like, yeah, like he might, he might think it's boring, but it's like, you know, everything you do, you've got to, you know, be professional. Like, you know, this is yeah. working. they are paying you to do this. and like, you know some like, amazing corporate identities have been done for like companies that my people might consider oh that's a bit of a dull company but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, designers have turned it around and built something that's like really you know yeah with award winning like that you know, yeah so sure I think it's what you put into it you know, yeah sort of, and that's what I enjoy about branding is you know creating things from you know like new like new brands anyway like from scratch you know yeah sort of,
0: there, there is a buzz about that kind of something that doesn't exist and then by the time you finish your project, you know, the, the project yeah. and the brief, there's this whole, you know, there might be a website and identity and it does something interesting and it's like, you know, it solves the brief yeah. and suddenly it's like well, your, ba- your baby sort of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You're doing it. Well, I mean, you look, you're doing stocks, you you know, you like the brand strategy, naming right through to the, you know, yeah. and then you do that whole thing. Yeah, it's like, no, that's an exciting thing to be
0: involved yes. in you know. and then it bombs in the first year <laughs> uh, <laughs> then you get to do it all again like... for them yeah <laughs> when they have their, their next idea um, so <laughs> the <laughs> the last question is uh is usually uh, is has been uh, a question from the previous person uh, which you then answer and then you give me a question for the next person so this was from uh, our good friend uh, Stuart Sargent um who said is there anything out there that you wish you had designed that was his question yeah, I to
1: like, I like this my answer well i did think about it it's not the best looking logo but like quite like the story behind like the, the nike swash you yeah. know where it's the you know it was designed in the 70s by the student designer again and i think she got like i was doing my research she got research she got paid 35 dollars for it when she created it in yeah. the 70s and then, you know, then obviously with like Nike's like one of the most valuable companies in the world. And yeah. then she gets like her, I think they rewarded her like a few years back. She gets like 000, 000. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a million. $40. Yeah. gold plated ring. And it's,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool well, how, story. What did they give her? What, sorry, I interrupted you. What did they give her? They gave her,
1: I think it was 500 shares in Nike. So right. okay. I don't know how much that was. I think it, I read somewhere it was worth roughly about a million. Dance. Yeah. Right. And right. quite right
0: too. Those guys have got, they've got so much money. I i, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, there's the, um, uh, the, the Michael Jordan documentary about, I think it's called The Last Dance, which is on Netflix. And it's like a 10 part series about, his career and um you know basketball and everything and one part of that is where he's talking about uh when Nike like approached him and said you know they wanted to do the shoe and he didn't want to use that he wanted to go with Adidas but they didn't want him so he went (laughs) he went with Nike reluctantly and now he's responsible for some like something like 50 percent of their revenue and like I think I can't remember what the final figure was but he gets something like something like 120 million dollars a year from them or something because he's still because the edge the air jordans are still the like the primary selling nike shoe which is just insane and that's like every year so every year he just gets a check a massive check from them uh because he's you know (laughs) he signed some crazy endorsement deal back in the 80s that's now worth you know this this crazy money you know
1: yeah Um, i mean i like that story because you wonder if it could happen again like you know like these days like if you're you know, somebody's yeah. got no money for a logo. Yeah, what do we, we got
0: 99designs.com
1: or something. But like, yeah,
0: okay, yeah.
1: But on the other end, of it, like branding, so integral to like the to startups now. It's such yeah. an important part of like you know when people are building like the brand. Yeah. it's not enough anymore is it, so it that's right
0: money. yeah that's right and people spend a lot of time and money on you know invest their time and money on getting that bit right you know especially now because of like social media and everything everybody's their own brand you know so people are acutely aware of the images they're putting out they're acutely aware of what they say you know their kind of tone of voice and then you know yeah. when you're, you're doing a startup business you've already been trained in that thinking before you've even thought about a company you know you already know the the kind of do's and don'ts and what's socially acceptable and then you just that just transfers over to, to to sort of the branding side of things and then people like you and I get involved try and mess it all up for them and uh and somewhere along the line it uh yeah you end up with some really sort of uh, nice design work you know but you're, you're probably right which is I don't think you know it, I don't know if if there's that many kind of hit and miss chances out there anymore it's all a little bit more tactical and calculated isn't it which is a shame because i like the ones like stories like that where it's like oh i just you know it's like the guy who drew the mini famously drew it on the back of a cigarette packet didn't he He was just initially and now that that's in the design museum as like the original concept for the the mini cooper i think it was so you know things like that Like
1: old design stories yeah like yeah yeah
0: So there you go. Speaking of old design stories, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for
1: yours.
0: (laughs) So, what's your? um, I'm a
1: bit like. No, mate? it sounded great. I'm
0: I'm not going to edit anything. If if anything, I'm going to put. I'm going to edit stuff into it and just put like you know, (laughs) (laughs) more coughing, all that stuff. Um, But uh, yeah, so the the only thing I need to ask you is. what your question is for the next person who comes along who I'm not entirely sure who it is it, at some point there's going to be a girl on this podcast. It's not just going uh, to be well, like yeah. ma- this male <laughs> yeah. dominated. That's not the kind of <laughs> ship I run in. Uh, so yeah, at some point there will be, so that could well be the next person, but, um, I'm not entirely sure whether that's going to come through yet or not. So, okay. but, uh, not, don't let that swing your question. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to ask your, your question for the next person, then, then fire away.
1: Well, Going back to my, like, as I said at the start, like, you know, I left school at 16 and went straight into this and like, I didn't do a foundation course. So I didn't even really try other areas of like design, like product design or, you know, like, yeah, fashion design or interior design, nothing. So I didn't have the, you know, would that spark my interest? So sort of my question is like, um, what would you do if you weren't doing your current job? Could you ever see yourself doing something else, or even do you plan like a second career, like you know, later? Yeah, you know. You know I what, think that
0: that's an interesting question as well in the current climate, which is you know and I know I constantly keep referring back to the fact that there's a global pandemic, but it yeah. is making people. I think, uh, you know, and, and from what I've read and heard, uh, sort of rethink what their careers are. Because, you know, the people that are furloughed have had time to maybe look for other jobs or, or you know, for the first time in their life or have started questioning whether or not their job's a viable uh, um, job to to, make, to keep afterwards or maybe they're being made redundant or, or, or losing it, or, you know, getting fired or whatever. Um, you know, so I think that that's interesting because... You know, for people of our age, we tend to get a bit long in the tooth and stay in the same jobs. We're unlikely uh, to to move now or, or we'll certainly stay in the sort of same sort of creative area. Yeah. Um, I haven't got an answer. I don't know what else
1: I'd do to be perfectly honest. Well, you, yeah. well, really you'd, got, well,
0: you, you'd come back to the UK and we'd start our own computer game company, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd we'd, 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 uh, we'd buy that house that we used to rent. And I'd hide in the little alcoves every morning. So I miss it. I miss doing that. Um, doing it to the kids is just not the same. You know what I mean? Not the same. <laughs> I don't no, get the same reaction of them go. attempting to throw hot water on me. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think that that is a good one because you never know. Um, you know, uh, when your job might potentially be taken away from you, or you might want to suddenly wake up one morning and think, "I've I've, I've thought more about this over the last months of being furloughed. Maybe it's time to." To start my fishing business or you know whatever but,
1: online courses now as well isn't so much you can yeah you know, you oh yeah yeah and,
0: and and nowadays like you know if you're like for me i've been doing a lot of uh, video editing and a lot of sound stuff and whatever all to do with the channel which has been great i've learned a lot um yeah. but none of that would have been possible had youtube not existed because yeah. I, I, I i'm doing something i get to a point where i'm stuck and then i'll try it a few different ways it won't work and then i'll be like i'll oh, i'll just type into youtube this exact problem and then 50 videos come up and yeah. they solve it immediately and then it's just like that learning is just nothing compared to you know even when we were at college um, you know that there wasn't that amount of information uh, easily accessible like that and i think it's oh, just yeah. brilliant it's just you know you just learn so much
1: only a bit of it myself like yeah. trying, like trying you know after effects like the animation I yeah. 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 I've been bow. doing the
0: same. I've been. I'm finding now that um, at the tail end of projects, when it's just like a kind of an identity and all the kind of traditional business cards, letterheads, etc., there's this whole other um, sort of avenue opening up of of moving image. Uh, especially oh, yeah. with like web promotion work, and and aside from websites, but like you say, like animations as well, um, oh, yeah. is, which is just becoming like a staple part of um, of the the branding now. You know, whereas before it would be in a harder to kind of you know for me to do yeah. certainly and yourself to do but you'd have to get a specialist to come in and do it but now you can sit and learn after effects you can sit and uh, do things in premiere and and the timeline in photoshop allows you to do so much you know um of that, yeah. that that suddenly uh people who shouldn't be able to animate suddenly can <laughs> <laughs> so watch out world uh, actually i've been enjoying that part of it i've been i must say that, I, that that's something that i i always liked as a kid Again, you know, like you were saying about computer being designing for computer games, I always thought it'd be cool to do like a, an animation for something one day. But then I yeah. realized that the idea of sitting in a room and just, you know, turning pages and drawing the next frame and turning pages and drawing the next, you know, <laughs> that just seemed like uh, it was slightly not quite what I wanted to do. But now, like, you, you sit and watch a YouTube video and by the end of it, you know how to put together a basic animation for something. and it, Yeah. You know, I so think that's really cool. Program
1: like After Effects. I mean, it's amazing. Like you know, it's like like you say you can. It's so so in depth. Isn't
0: it? So yeah, to- but what I like about it is is it is in depth. But also, if you just gloss off the the top of it, you know, you can do some nice things. Even if, if you just yeah. do the basic things, it's just some simple animation. Or you know, you want a fireball to come out of the middle of your logo <laughs> for whatever reason, then you can do that pretty easily. You know. Uh, yeah. but then if you want it to be this 3d vr experience you're probably going to need to spend a bit more time watching youtube yeah, you channels you
1: need the power as well the machine to do it yeah
0: but that's something that also has improved in our lifetime while well, our career lifetime is that i can remember being at college and like having a zip drive that had like a hundred meg on it oh, and God, yeah, it man, would just man. you know and <laughs> some of those photoshop files would be mad, would fill that alone you know so, so yeah
1: like, the drives thirty five megabytes, I think yeah and they were and they, weren't you, like what zip
0: drives. yeah, the zip drives were like a hundred quid, the discs were like twenty quid each, you know, yeah. and when you 're at college like that's an expensive uh, it's an expensive bit of kit to be carrying around, you know
1: and it's been exciting like seeing that progress like you know, when mm. you're working at, and you, you you work you know you're constantly having to keep up with it all the time, like, yeah,
0: but that is a fun, yeah, it is interesting it's a fun part as well because i like, I like the fact that like my watch is like something like a thousand times more powerful than the first Mac I ever bought. <laughs> you know, it's just completely bananas. But I like, you know, I like the way that that moves. I also like the fact that we can do this now, you know, we can record uh, a podcast, we can do the video, uh, you know, and you're, you're in another country and the quality is, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting better all it's the time. noticeable um, like
1: compared to when I first came out here. Like, yeah. I remember like first came in, my mom and dad would have to like use like phone cards to call me up yeah you know, they didn't yeah. have either Skype. no that or, was the same
0: when i was in cambodia i couldn't you know we had to yeah. get phone cards um to to call back and and you could skype but it wasn't it wasn't very no. good and, and whereas now like this connect, i mean you could easily be in the next room Do you know what I mean? It's like the the, the connection's been really good. So (laughs) what would be great now is if you just walked in and this was all a big elaborate surprise. Um, Yeah, no, uh, it's been really good. And um, so uh, why well what i guess we should probably just sort of wrap it up really rather than rambling um so uh yeah so where can people see your work and and, and what you're doing oh right yeah
1: so i mean this I'll is the bit where post, you get to promo I'll yourself now i mean I, I you know i've got the you know the brand new days website so yeah
0: i'll stick the links in there. the descriptor and everything yeah, anyway
1: there, and what, um, what we do there and yeah you can see the new work that we're doing out here yeah.
0: Okay, um, great. Yeah,
1: other, some of my older yeah, you know, I have got a site with some of my other bits on it. Ah, don't uh, worry about
0: that. No, that's no, fine. <laughs> yeah, but, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Look, and, no know, one um, wants but, to see your creative ideas, Ian. <laughs> but, uh, let's just yeah, stick uh, to the let's just stick to the business. Yeah, stick to the business side <laughs> of things. <laughs> I made a hat that's also a shoe. You know. Um, <laughs> 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 but seriously though uh thanks for um for coming on the podcast no, it's it, been yeah, brilliant it's to catch up pod, with you yeah, yeah.
1: it's yeah. interesting like you because you did you know when you you don't go over it until you do something like this and you, yeah you forget so much like you know it's yeah unlikely.
0: yeah sure yeah and, and also like so you know i've known you for a long time and and the same with like the the guys I've, I've spoke to before on this and there's loads of things that i didn't know you know about you guys we know we've never really sort of spoken about it you know partly because you're probably there at the time and uh, to a certain degree but like like with Stuart, uh, it was a whole big part of like his career that i you know his his, uh um education stuff i didn't know about and you know it's just it's really interesting so uh, i do appreciate you coming on and telling the world mate. this is going to be on the internet this is going to be on the internet forever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, don't worry it's just going to be on the internet forever so whenever yeah. you're when, if, as we get older like, my idea is it, i'm sort of pretending they're interviews but actually what they are is they're like records of memory so that when we're all older and don't remember anything and like we've got alzheimer's and god knows what actually be have to go back to the site and be like oh it's me as a young man and then you tell it narrating your history <laughs> i like that idea I like
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I'm, not, I'm a bit nervous about watching this back, though. I'll be honest. <laughs> so, no, uh, don't
0: worry, mate. When I when I finished you'll be wearing a top hat and tails, and you'll be in some <laughs> some nudie bar. Um, but uh, but seriously, though, it has been really good to to catch up with you, and um, yeah, yeah hopefully do. we'll do it again. This isn't the end. This is just the start. <laughs> From now on, whenever I speak to anyone, I always record it and attempt to, and put it on YouTube. <laughs> that's it now it's just a it's just a content machine you know (laughs) but um but yeah i do really appreciate it and i know um yeah there there were a few people that are interested in what you've been up to so um yeah good to see you mate yeah i'll catch you later yeah
1: cheers, (laughs) cheers, mate.
0: And there you have it. So uh, thanks for listening. And if you haven't subscribed already, then please do. The YouTube and Apple Podcasts are both free and it helps me grow the channel. The links are in the descriptor below. So like, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Now, as always be good, stay safe and be kind to one another.